1: Misery Loves Company, KJ Podcast. As you can tell by the music, the worst thing imaginable happened. Jimmy Garoppolo, it's believed he has torn his left ACL. Still don't have confirmation from that MRI. We're taping this on a Sunday night. Kyle Shanahan came to the podium and said the team fears he's done. It will be a 10 to 12 month recovery. Changes this entire franchise. The positive energy, the building around the face of a franchise, all of it advantages on one little scramble play late in the fourth quarter. KJ Podcast. I am so sorry for everyone. I'm not a Niners fan. I've been delivering Niners content for a while now. I'm obviously clearly super invested in this team. Spend hours and hours of my time researching talking to people, recording podcasts, tweeting. I'm with you. I feel like I got kicked in the stomach. My girlfriend broke up with me. My dog has passed away. There's just a lingering feeling in the air of sadness, despair. No one knows what's next. Jimmy Garoppolo has only played eight games in his career. He needed this season. Finally got paid. This was his chance. Bill Belichick set him up to... Succeed with Kyle Shanahan. The whole team was built around him. I feel like a sailboat without sails. Literally, this football team has been tossed out in sea. There's a rough storm awaiting them. And now they don't have their captain, their conductor. Apparently, this comeback against the Chiefs, which we're going to get into. We're going to recap the game later, obviously. Just the craziest second half. Apparently, Jimmy Garoppolo at halftime was the main one getting his teammates to believe Saying that they were gonna turn things around, and he literally did that, came out and played as well as he had all season. God damn it, man. This effing sucks in so many different ways. Selfishly for this season, it makes it way less watchable. CJ Bethard's gonna struggle, it's gonna be up and down, raggedy. He'll be a fighter and tough, he's gonna get sacked a shit ton. They're going to ride Matt Breida and Alfred Morris into the ground. They're going to have to. This team can run the football. That's one good sign. For Jimmy Garoppolo, what's next? He's going to miss all of OTA's next offseason. He's going to be rehabbing, hopefully cleared for training camp. He's still going to be the guy. But now, all of a sudden, there's going to be rust And it was all mental reps this season, which maybe at least he can still soak in the offense more. He'll be in the game plans, and from a mental side, he'll still understand the playbook. But trusting his body, remember he injured his shoulder in New England too. Obviously, he shouldn't have made that scramble. I don't get why people are defending him on Twitter, and there's no changing it. It happened, but Jimmy Garoppolo tried to run upfield on a third and goal 20 yards away wasn't going to matter. They were going to have to go for it on fourth down no matter what. He put his body on the line. The defender didn't hurt him, but Jimmy Garoppolo bracing for that hit, buckled his left knee. He got himself injured trying to do too much. I don't want to crush this guy right now. He's so, like, we're not going to get too far into it, but just making that point, he did this to himself, which absolutely sucks. It was a non-contact injury, but he was bracing for contact trying to do too much. Oh man, I'm I'm like so blown. I feel like like a fourth grade kid who didn't get a birthday party or something. Like the worst thing imaginable for our number one hobby, the San Francisco Forty ers if you listen to this pod, you're obsessed with the team, it's inside analysis. I'm having a tough time putting together the right words here, guys. This is the worst thing that happened to the Niners, I think, since the NFC championship game lost to the Seahawks. The 2013 season there, so 2014 in January, I don't think there's been a low that low. Chip Kelly was a joke. Jim Tom Sula was a joke. That's a much different feeling than having expectations, thinking you can sneak into the playoffs maybe this season, and then literally this team is back in rebuild mode. They're looking at a top 10 pick, They're looking at struggling quite a bit. The defense is going to get exposed and be on the field a lot. There's going to be a ton of three and outs on offense now. This team we saw against the Chiefs in the first half. The roster is not complete. They can't get a pass rush. We knew that. The secondary is completely misjudged. They didn't even start Akilah Witherspoon this week. A guy that has been getting so hyped in that building as the second coming, you know, potential number one guy. All of those holes will be exposed even further. Jimmy Garoppolo covered up for some of those. The second half of this game against the Chiefs, he was in total command. Go back and rewatch it. The running game was in sync, but Jimmy G was accurate, making quick decisions, no thinking, scrambling out of the pocket, on the move, minus the play he got hurt on. Made a couple nice throws, led touchdown drives. This game went from 35- 7-35-24 in quite a hurry. He turned things around. I think Beathard will do that once or twice, but Jimmy G is capable of bringing your team back from a four-touchdown deficit. We have so much to cover in the next 10 months while he rehabs, you know, we're not going to make crazy predictions, but will he come back the same player? Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, they're back the next season. like, Jimmy Graff will be back in 2019. If there's positive news is that I still think his stock is not crashed. It's lower, for sure. If you're not on a football field, your stock is dropping. The 49ers are paying him $37.5 million this year. I'm praying to God that you listen to this Monday, and Shefty has dropped a bomb. MCL sprain, he's out six to eight weeks. Like that would be unbelievable. I don't think that's going to happen, but... Yeah, I mean... There's months and months of rehab ahead. There's going to be surgery. I've covered RG3 when he tore his knee up. Had a really close and personal thing. RG3 let cameras on him the whole time. Obviously, I don't think Jimmy G will do that. Injuries happen. It's football. Aaron Rodgers missed all of last season as well. This happens in the NFL. Star quarterbacks do go down. The league tries their best to protect them, but... It happened. It happened. Oh, man. It's... It's devastating. Listen, I'm doom and gloom right now. I do think you should still listen to this podcast. This team is not going to be the worst in the league. Is it going to be a top 10 bad team in the league? Probably. The Niners are probably going to be picking top 10, which, because given that they were going to go 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, probably losing the first round of the playoffs if they even make it, they're losing Jimmy G, but gaining potential draft picks... You know, ordering the draft here to make a nice selection. Problem is, can they make the right selection? I mean, that's the next part of this puzzle here. Week three, Solomon Tom is still invisible. Some of their draft picks, Adrian Colbert has not been the same to start this season. They're trying to get Trent Taylor as involved as he was last season. Obviously, rookies on offense are going to have a tough time developing. The running game, I think, with Brita will be okay still, but they're going to load the box a lot more. The whole scheme on offense doesn't change, but a lot of the play calls are taken out. C.J. Bethard can make deep throws down the field, but the ball takes forever to get there. It's a much different, it's not a quick passing game with him. It's more methodical, throw to spots. It's more of a timing, crossing pattern. Let's get some nice protection set up. He's not, let's throw quick, accurate slants. They'll get knocked down a lot. The reason most teams had a sixth-round grade, grade on C.J. Beathard was his arm strength isn't that good. His pocket awareness isn't that good. We saw him get sacked a ton last year. It's going to get bumpy as hell with him. He's going to have more career starts than Jimmy Garoppolo heading into 2019, as long as he doesn't get hurt. You are talking about acquiring someone. I don't think they would ever get RG3, but you're looking at teams who have multiple backups here. Tyrod Taylor, I don't know if the Browns would trade him yet. Obviously, the same situation. They still want to be competitive. You still want to have a backup. You're going to be looking around other rosters, though, if you're Kyle Shanahan and seeing... I don't think Jay Culler would come out of retirement to be a backup here. I don't think Jay Culler walks in, picks up this offense, and this team is good at all. So, I mean... I gotta be honest. I'm I'm numb and shocked. I haven't done the research that John Lynch and Adam Peters are doing. They're getting another quarterback on the roster. You can't have Nick Mullins play actual games this year. C.J. Beathard is gonna get hit. This team isn't in great shape. The receivers don't look amazing right now. I tweeted before Jimmy G got hurt. Le'Veon Bell, think about it. Like let's let's really put the pressure on it. You need every single draft pick you can get now. If you're a believer of building in the draft getting Le'Veon Bell, putting pushing Matt Breida to the bench doesn't even make sense. I mean, he'd be outstanding for the pass game. If Jimmy G was still not hurt, that trade would possibly be on the table. I don't even see it now. Don't even integrate him. Maybe you can get him in free agency. Maybe he gets traded to a team and, and doesn't sign there. This offense is lacking weapons, though. My boy Garcon had a couple drops today. Kittle's been damn good. He had a drop to start the game but he was breaking a ton of tackles. Go back and watch the game. 5 catches, 79 yards for your boy George Kittle. The problem is 2018 is essentially now a wasted season in a 6-year contract for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They're going to learn a couple things about players. Fred Warner's good, Marquise Goodwin We'll have a couple of big games. Maybe Pierre Garcon will fade out. I mean, they're going to learn some roster decisions for sure. But in terms of establishing Jimmy G, getting him the reps that he needs, figuring out where to build around him and what pieces to put in place, they're going to have no idea. They're going to have less of an idea what to do this offseason. Pieces that they need on offense that will definitely help Jimmy G. It's... Not going to be a guessing game. Look, they they need a number one receiver. They need more O line help. They just they need more depth everywhere. Defensively, they'll be able to figure themselves out for sure. But offensively, the rebuild is on pause. Year two of this regime is going to have an asterisk next to it. Oh yeah, that was the year Jimmy G tore his ACL. They really couldn't get things going. It's a turning point too. Deshaun Watson has come in and not looked good for three games. People have hurt their knees before, and their careers have not hit peak levels. It's not unfathomable. It's pretty easy to come back from an ACL now. But, I mean, Kyle's been through this with RG3, and he came back on the field too quickly, and there was butting of heads. Jimmy G's competitive. They're going to listen to the medical staff for sure, but... Oh, now there's all this energy. The energy now is about Jimmy G's recovery. It's about we don't know who this team is. They had a lot of positivity in December of 2017. And then majority of Kyle Shanahan's tenure, I'm assuming, is going to be a lot of losses. I think a lot of losses are coming this season. The defense is not in a place to win week in and week out for C.J. Beathard. They might shock us. They might you know, pull off a couple things here. I really think 5-11, and 6-10 is the max the 49ers could do with 13 games of C.J. Beathard, which I don't even think he's going to play that much. They're, they're going to have to bring someone else in. It's going to be clear that he's a backup quarterback. I don't see C.J. and his skill set with this O-line. McGlinchey's not that good of a pass protector yet, guys. One of those sacks and why Jimmy G was flushed out. McGlinchy is getting beat a little bit in the passing game. Kyle might be running the ball 35 times. Power formations and literally telling you we're doing something totally different. Kyle's still going to try and compete. He's not going to give up. I don't think he's been through something like this. It was clear in 2013 the Redskins were going to be awful. I think they won a couple games, but they went on a losing streak in October where the rails officially came off. So Kyle's been a part of a season or two like this before. He can glean on some experience. They can devise certain game plans. I mean, they could beat the Cardinals. They could beat possibly the Seahawks. Then again, like, do you want to go seven and nine with CJ Beathard this year? Is that your goal to like show, wow, he's actually a decent quarterback? Because it's going to shove you down the draft. You're not going to get the exact prospect you want. I'm not certain the 49ers can hit prospects in the top 10 yet. It might be better for them to be picking 15 and they have to zero in on a couple guys and, and, Draft more for need than want. I still think there's teams worse than the Niners. Like the Raiders might be going 3-13. and Texans, Bill O'Brien might be getting fired. Cardinals are obviously god-awful. Lions beat the Patriots. I still think they're going to be bad. But yeah, like 49ers will play the Giants later in the season. That game's all of a sudden really hard now because they can score points and can your offense score enough. Like I don't think this team is going to be picking number 1 overall getting Nick Bosa. There's definitely a lot of D-line prospects coming out of this draft. It sucks that we're already going to have to start talking prospects. Like I'm not going to do that to you the first day after Jimmy Garoppolo tears his knee. We're somber and like I I should be focusing more of this podcast on him. You know that I'm we react to everything, every angle. But yeah, picking top five is not unrealistic. The Niners could go 4-12 and 12 and really be sitting. They're staring a throwaway season in the face right now. Can Kyle salvage it? Can the defense turn it around? Can they really shock some people with C.J. Beathard and become competitive? I would say their playoff percentage right now is 2%. I would say 98% chance... This team, as currently constructed, could not make the playoffs. They're just going to be going against so much more talented rosters right now. What position group do you feel really good about with on the Niners? Running back, yes. Receiver, no. I kind of sold you a bill of goods before the season. I thought they'd be a lot better this year. I don't know what exactly is going on besides the lack of separation. I hope Kyle provides more answers there. We're not going to know now, because now it's going to be extremely difficult with CJ Beathard. There was a disconnect a little bit. It seemed like Jimmy Garoppolo figured it out in the second half. We won't know there. O-line, right guard situation is unsettled, but they mostly, they Staley had a terrible game against the Chiefs, but he's normally solid. They like Lake and Tomlinson, Richburg they gave a lot of money to. They drafted McGlinchey. What kind of excuse are the Niners going to have if they're O-line? Isn't good. They mostly picked all of these guys, including in the top ten in the draft with McGlinchey. D line. I don't get you guys with Armstead, and you guys really thought he was going to do something this year. Buckner finally had a quiet game. Chiefs O line is pretty good. I'm I'm sorry to Solomon Thomas. I I feel so terrible for his family situation going on, mourning the loss of his sister. He's he's been invisible to start the year. It's it's true facts. Jamal Adams, a lot of other picks are making a big difference for other teams. He's not. Linebackers I love. So I love the linebackers and running backs on this team. Cornerback with Jimmy Ward, Akilah Weatherspoon. You had DJ Reed, who you drafted as a corner, is now playing safety. Jimmy Ward played safety last season. He's now playing corner. All the versatility has not been showing that it's working. Richard Sherman... He got beat once deep. It wasn't his main guy. He made a play once deep. Could have been called pass interference. It wasn't. Yeah, I mean, running through this roster right now, there's holes really everywhere except for running back. And, I mean, Sam Linebacker's still a big hole. You had Malcolm Smith playing there. That position's less important. There's no pass rush. I mean, you guys know the issues. Let's actually talk about the game because it was a fascinating game, even though it'll always be remembered for Jimmy G's knee injury. Um, Chiefs come out and literally take a blowtorch to the defense, go 5-for-5. Pat Mahomes is in the MVP discussion. The award was given out for September. He's going to win Player of the Month, I'm pretty sure, AFC Player of the Month. That's got to be wrapped up. He's everything he was hyped up to be, improvising, knowing where to go with the football every time. The Chiefs screened the 49ers to death in the first half. It's 35-7. It's the most embarrassing half of football the 49ers have played under John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Like point blank. They were overmatched. They were outcoached. Robert Sala had a terrible zone blitz call on a third and 15 that extended a drive. Andy Reid really dissected them. Second half, completely different story. Jimmy G, Matt Breida comes out, a couple big runs. George Kittle gets involved. Kendrick Bourne had a nice catch there before the half to get them the field goal to 35-10. Two touchdown drives. Marquise Goodwin gets in the end zone. Alfred Morris gets in the end zone, does his home run celebration. Two-point conversion is good to Kittle. All the momentum in the 49ers' favor. Five minutes left in the game. No, like 5.45 left. Third and goal. Jimmy G bringing them back down again. Trying to get within striking distance. Two sacks on first and second and goal. It's third and goal from the 20. Rolls to his left, trying to get some yards they're going to have to go for on fourth and goal. Instead of getting out of bounds, he plants his left knee, buckles, collides with Steven Nelson. Kyle Shanahan players afterwards thought it was concussion at first. They were not sure what happened. I thought it was was a shoulder injury. Then you could tell it was a leg injury by all the reaction on the field. In this same game, Ruben Foster went down with what looked like a serious injury. Matt Breida looked like a serious injury. They both bounce back up. Jimmy G does not. Craziest play. As he's being carted off, C.J. Beathard comes in, fourth and goal. Throws a strike, back in the end zone. I believe it was Kittle. It's wiped away. Offensive pass interference from Kyle Juszczyk. Really did not look like a pick, like it was his route. He was turning that way into a defender. I don't think it impacted whether that defender could have gotten close to Kittle at all. Just an absurd penalty, like the fourth one of the day. There was one on K1 Williams in the end zone for pass interference. The ball was uncatchable. Travis Kelsey got pulled down. It wasn't a horse color, which was called. It was already near the goal line anyway. I mean, there was 14 penalties for 147 yards. Normally, when referees are really calling it heavy for one team, they start to even it out a little bit, or they realize, hey, like we can't be calling every little single thing. It felt like they were piling on. It felt like the 49ers were playing two teams. I'm not a fanboy. I never talk about the refs. I normally am the guy who's like, the refs did not matter. The refs impacted that game heavily. C.J. Beathard throws a touchdown there. There's pressure on the Chiefs to to score, to get first downs at least. you got to give the defense credit. I mean, they shut the Chiefs down in the second half. They put the clamps on them. The Chiefs weren't even running the football. They were still throwing. 49ers stayed in front of them. Three points allowed in the second half. you got to tip your cap to the Niners' defense there, but they were just horrendous in the first half and are the reason why this team lost. So, I mean, you can't give them... Too much credit, but at least they didn't fold like a lawn chair. KJ Podcast, Sunday Night Edition. Um, Recapping, my heart has been ripped out. I want to provide content on the 49ers. The main character is now missing. The story is incomplete. This season is hopefully not going to be a wash, but it very well could be. Like, we got to be realistic. KJ Podcast, we're not 49ers.com. We're not going to sell you... Hey, you know, look at these stats. It's still watchable. I feel bad for everyone in that building. I feel bad for the cafeteria workers, for the salespeople, for the season ticket holders, the 49ers fans who legit were super pumped and have tickets later in the year at Levi Stadium could still be an okay game, but it's it's missing Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to keep an entertaining podcast for you. Like I'm not trying to make you quit the 49ers. I'm trying to capture the energy. The feelings in San Francisco. This happens. Tom Brady tore his ACL. Carson Wentz last year. Deshaun Watson. Phillip Rivers has tore his ACL. Carson Palmer, 2014. RG3, we've already mentioned. Donovan McNabb. True Brees has had a major injury before it was his shoulder. It does happen to really everyone in their career. The timing of it is the most cruel thing. You don't want this to happen late in the season either because then Jimmy Garoppolo could have missed major portions of the 2019 season. Like, There's no good timing for an ACL tear, but to only get three games, to not even get six or seven games under his belt, he's still going to have some growing pains in 2019 with Kyle Shanahan's offense. He's still going to be technically, in games played, a rookie quarterback as a 27-year-old QB. He'll turn 28. October 2019 so Jimmy Garoppolo the clock will be ticking a little faster when he comes back it's not like he's going to be one of the young gun quarterbacks Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold early 20s Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be in his late 20s next offseason God I'm I'm depressed I'm not drinking alcohol tonight I should have got some shots of tequila tequila is my favorite it makes me happy I might have to go get Don Julio. I might have to drown with alongside the 49ers fans tonight. Football, it is the most emotional bond. You hear me talk about all the time on this pod. It brings us together in so many different ways. And we are we're sad tonight that the quarterback in San Francisco is down. I mean one one of ours and probably everyone's legit their favorite player because he's made this team watchable is not in the picture for the next 10 months he'll be in the headlines I'm sure he'll give interviews from time to time there'll be updates he'll be there'll be a really good feature story on how he's helped CJ Bather, how he's been around but he's not on the field Sundays are not the same it's flat out going to be hard to stay positive the rest of this season let's be here for each other let's vent on this team Let's not let it become poisonous. Let's, even if the record's terrible this year, understand the 49ers could bounce back next season. The Niners go 4-12, Jimmy Garoppolo comes back next season, plays like we all know he can. Kyle Shanahan lifts him up. Being in the playoff hunt and the predictions that were made in 2018 is not out of the question. The good news, the 49ers, I think, will be flying under the radar when Jimmy Garoppolo comes back in 2019. They're not; Their stock is going to be cooled. They're not going to be that hot, trendy preseason pick to make a lot of noise. I've been around teams where that's good, where you don't want all the hype that they had coming into this season, where you can come up and surprise some people, and people will be like, oh, remember Jimmy G? We counted him out. He's back. There are scenarios where I think everything will be okay. There are scenarios where I think everything could implode, where they could miss on this top 10 pick, year three of the regime, Jimmy G comes back and struggles. They go six and 10, and all of a sudden it's year four of that regime, and they're literally fighting for their jobs. At this point, Jed York's going to be like, we need to make the playoffs. This bright future that we all envision for the 49ers Super Bowl appearances maybe next decade I mean all of that is on hold every positive thing for the future doesn't look as crystal clear now this fucking sucks to say like I hate being the realist that I am I really like giving you hype and like this is awesome let's love this and I think I've done that And I've, I've really delivered my analysis, what I think it's going to be hard to figure out what happens from here. Jimmy Garoppolo is still under contract. I believe in Kyle and John Lynch. They're going to have to hit on a couple more early first round picks. They might have to really use free agency. I don't have the list in front of me. It's way too early to be looking at that, but there's going to have to be some changes. We already know that it's week three. Let's let the season play out. It does feel a little bit like a funeral for this season already. It feels like we're at the hospital right now and the 2018 49ers are on the operating table and we're going to figure out in the next couple weeks if they can salvage it and be okay or they're going to be really shitty and we're going to have to get through it. A lot more to analyze. We're always going to be on top of it here. I'm still going to be potting twice a week, maybe a little less than half an hour now. Stick with the KJ podcast, BlueWirePods.com. We are launching three new pods this week. A former NFL player is on board and will be on one of the podcasts. A girl will be joining BlueWire. Super excited about her. Two NBA shows. Look for those announcements this week. My Twitter feed at Mr. Underscore Kevin Jones. BlueWirePods.com. Jimmy G, thinking of you, bro. Rest up, heal up. Ruben Foster says CJ Beathard's no Rudy Pooh. He knows how to sling the rock. Everyone's going to have his back. He's going to end up starting a lot of games this season, but maybe not all of them. Defense, who are they? Are they the first half where they got absolutely slapped around? Or are they the second half where they barreled down and allowed three points to Pat Mahomes? I think they're actually closer to the first half. I don't think they're very good. Having really good linebackers, I'd rather have better defensive backs, and better pass rush than linebackers. It's great to have these guys, but where are the other two pieces that matter even more? <sighs> oh, man. It's going to be okay. Brita is damn good. He could be your pro bowler this year. He might be a pro bowl running back. Alfred Morris, I told you, he's going to get the tough yards. couple fourth down conversions. 14 carries, 67 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. I mean, this rushing attack... Very legit. 178 yards. They've got to be number one in the league. We'll see when the stats come out Tuesday morning. I'm going to try and be a little bit positive, but this is the biggest buzzkill ever. Buzz Killington, as they say on Family Guy. Oh, man. I still love this football team. I I don't have a strong affiliation to them. Obviously, I grew up a Redskins fan, worked for the Cleveland Browns. This podcast became a 49ers podcast. I'm all about the faithful that's the fan base i wanted to engage with these were the people making smart comments on twitter the ones i wanted to give analysis for i knew kyle shanahan was a perfect match this regime is still here kyle and john lynch if you believe in them you'll be fine in a week or two from now the doom and gloom i know this podcast was full of it this week there's a lot of unanswered questions the rebuild's on pause they got punched in the face really hard today it'll be okay the NFL season is still going to be fun for a lot of other teams. <laughs> I'm crying, god damn it! No, Jimmy G was going to be so tight. He was going to be in a shootout against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, C.J. Bednar's going to have to start on Monday Night Football at Green Bay. This rivalry with the Rams was going to take off. Like, we got robbed of having a really entertaining football season for the first time in so long. All we have is that little December from last year. That was the only blip on the radar that was so fun. So many people were listening to the podcast then. That's when it really took off. Like, I get winning is what makes everyone hyped. You love this football team. Keep coming here. KJ Podcast. Blue Wire. BlueWirePods.com. We'll talk to you again later in the week. We'll pray that Jimmy G's knee is not torn. Please. All right, peace.